the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Charles Lindbergh traveled across the ocean solo, but they went to the moon as a team. And we're back on the moon. <laughs> Kathy Emmons with us here today. Kathy, good to good to uh, have Hi, you, you guys. Hey, hey. Happy to be back. Good. Uh, Please tell me now that you finally have decided to give up smoking. Yeah. Please. Look, you guys, I've been trying to cut the habit for all this time. All those Paul Malls. This is what finally If you were going to smoke a cigarette, what would, what would the cigarette brand be? I can't. Look, come on. Just, the thought of a cigarette is disgusting what? to me. It's just, it's never, that has never just been anything. Okay, that appealed to me. Okay, play along. If I was going to smoke a kind of cigarette, yeah. um, well, I'd want it to be something <clears throat> elegant. Uh, Virginia Slims? There we go. Sure. Virginia Slims. Is that even made anymore? I don't know. I'm just okay. saying. It's, you know what I mean? That, that was sort of sold as elegant. I it guess, was. Right? Wasn't, of course, the woman. Wait, was, was that the um, the uh, horse? No, that was Marlboro, the guy on the horse. Oh, yeah. Or was the Virginia Slim lady on a horse, too? No, no. She's come a long that, way. You've well, come a long way. Well, don't sound so like I mean, appalled at the thought. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's really that bad. I wish you knew your you know cigarette advertising <laughs> a little better. I'm kind of disappointed. No, uh, Virginia Slim says you've come a long way, baby. Yeah, right? but and there's nothing about her being on a horse. I don't. Who? Who's on a horse? It's the lady, baby. Virginia. No, I don't no, know. no. There's no Virginia. Okay. No, I don't think there's a Virginia. Billy Joel sings about Virginia Slims. In what song? I don't know. Okay. Uh, let me. I'll think about it. <laughs> I, I do know. It's a I good do. segment so far, don't you think, Christy? I do know. Cigarettes <laughs> in the afternoon. Pittsburgh's Christian talk here on Word FM. Yeah. Oh, do you have friends who smoke still? Uh, let me think about that. My brother smoked until recently. Uh, no, I don't no. think so. Christy, you have no. friends who smoke? My brother, he smokes, he vapes. He's okay. a vapor. Yeah, he's a vapor. Mm-hmm. Did he become a vapor because he gave up smoking? Yes. Okay. Is one better than the other? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say yes, but the sister right. said no. <laughs> I wonder what the percentages of people who are, or currently. I don't know. I I don't. It's funny. I just don't know anybody who I don't know any smokers right now. I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back. Bad. Thanks. Yeah. Happy to be back. And it didn't. My uh, my illness did not have to do with smoking, but it had to do with something nasty. Oh man. That yeah. was not COVID. I'm happy yeah. to tell you. You were sort of channeling B. Arthur, right? <laughs> is what you were. I was trying to be my own golden girl. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, we got a, uh, we just carried on. Christy and I did a show I here. I know. I, we did guys, several shows. You guys did a terrific job. I listened to one show. Oh, what? Um, wow. the, the Wednesday before Hall- or Halloween? No, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I listened to that show. That was oh, a good I show. Oh, I wasn't here. Oh. You weren't here. Oh, that was, I, was, oh. I was out all that week. Oh, yeah. It was that just was my me. birthday, actually. Oh, yeah. Our, yeah. That was your birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. Very nice. Yeah, that was a good show, but then I was too sick the other days. I couldn't listen. I'm I was like, sick of you. It's like you were, uh, yeah, I was Charles Lindbergh that day by myself. That's Today sad. we're back on the moon. Are you, you? Yeah. No, but without the kidnapping. Oh, please. Please don't even bring that up. Okay, I, I have to think about that. 
Anyway, you got news stories for us? I'm ready. Okay. As we always do, Kath gets underway. I sort of, when you were with me, I just avoided the news. <laughs> I, I, that's the last thing it's I wanted only to a, It's only a daily radio program. John's so avoiding just, the news. I, just didn't have, I had nothing. And I just didn't do, uh, does this make sense either? Well, because who are you going to talk to about that? Christy, really? she, I could have dragged. Yeah, but you could. Well, she wasn't here Wednesday. What All were right. you going to do then? Me and Gare, he'd have been silent. <laughs> All right, as we always do, Kath, uh, news stories today. Please give us the top four at four. I didn't hit the cough button. I should have. Hold on. <clears throat> for Wednesday, December first. Holy cow! I like it. How long was I away? Twenty twenty one. Number one. A fourth victim has died after a student opened fire at a Michigan high school yesterday. The victim has been identified as 17-year-old Justin Schilling. Police said they responded to Oxford High School just before 1 p.m. yesterday after receiving reports of an active shooter on the premises. The suspected shooter, who has been identified as a 15-year-old sophomore at the school, fired 15 to 20 rounds, the police said. He voluntarily surrendered to police and was taken into custody without incident within minutes. The other three deceased victims have been identified as a 14-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 16-year-old. Seven more people were wounded in the shooting, including a 47-year-old teacher at the school, which is about 45 minutes north of Detroit. That's from CBS News. Number two. The Supreme Court heard its most significant abortion case in a generation today, um, giving all sorts of people... A lot to talk about. I guess that's the best way to say it. In nearly two hours of argument, and I'm reading here from the Wall Street Journal, uh, the court's strengthened conservative majority sharply questioned claims that either the 48-year-long precedent of Roe v. Wade or the women's interest it it sought to protect requires continued recognition of abortion rights under the Constitution. At issue, of course, is the 2018 Mississippi law, the Gestational Age Act, that banned abortions for women 15 weeks pregnant, which is roughly two months earlier than current Supreme Court precedent allows. Now, this was really interesting to me, John. I, I didn't watch any of it, but I decided to follow along. They had like, you know, kind of a, a updates. live updates sure. that were going along. Um, this is what I mean. All of it was interesting to me. Um, the parts in particular, though, I thought were interesting. Um, is Kavanaugh talked, first off, um, and I thought what he said was interesting. I'll talk about that after we're done with the top four at four. Um, Amy Coney Barrett said a couple things I thought were interesting. And then kind of the liberal majority did their thing and the conservative majority did their thing. And they each have different perspectives. The liberal majority saying, look, we have 48 years of precedent. We can't just overturn that because people are feeling emotional. And the conservative majority is saying, well, the court has always done that. Like when we find something that's unconstitutional, like Brown versus the Board of Education, um, we have to do something. You know what I mean? We can't just leave it alone. Um, so anyway, it was kind of looking historically at America, fascinating to see where the different sides are coming down and absolutely impossible for me to you know, predict what could happen. But a huge day, huge day at the Supreme Court. Number three. Four people, John, were injured after a decades-old bomb dropped from an aircraft in World War II. What? World War II exploded during construction near a main train station in Munich today. Holy smokes. 
How about that? This used to happen all the time. Of course it did. Yeah. The 550-pound aerial bomb was struck during drilling works and debris flew for hundreds of meters, according to Bavaria's interior ministry. Like, Germany doesn't have enough problems right now, right? More than 70 years after the end of World War II, unexploded bombs are still found frequently in Germany. An untold number of bombs, artillery shells, and hand grenades from the war are still hiding underground all around the country. Because an untold number were dropped. Right, Right, of course. That's also from the Wall Street Journal. And number four. CNN has indefinitely suspended anchor Chris Cuomo. Chris? Chris, did you see how I said that? I'm driving in my car. <laughs> Chris Cuomo on Tuesday after details emerged about how he helped his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, mm-hmm. to face charges of sexual harassment earlier this year. The network said documents released by New York's Attorney General Monday indicated Cuomo took a greater level of involvement in his brother's efforts than CNN executives previously knew. Apparently, the CNN anchor pressed sources for information on his brother's accusers and reported back to the governor's staff. That's bad. Yes. That's bad news. And was active in helping craft their response to the charges, according to emails and a transcript transcript of his testimony to investigators working for the state attorney general. I forgot how to speak while I was away. That's okay. It's all that codeine cough syrup. Uh, there was no immediate response to a request for comments sent to Cuomo and the lawyer who represented him during his testimony. That's from ABC News, John, and that is your top four at four. That's a lot to digest in the top four. And because it's my first day back after being gone for a week, I have a bonus. Oh, okay. Tell Can't, me it's about your pillow. <laughs> no, it's nothing about my pillow all at right, all. Okay. But Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett. Hey. He's on the Heisman uh, mm-hmm. panel, is he not? Named ACC Player of the Year mm-hmm. and Offensive Player of the Year this morning. Fabulous. Uh, so are you going to watch the game on Saturday night? I absolutely will watch the Live? game. Live? Yes, I okay. will watch it. Because you know what? It's Saturday night. I'm in. Okay. Sunday, I always watch recorded because I don't want to have to sit through the, the uh, commercials and I'm tired from church and I feel like I need a nap. You want to be real time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But But Saturday, I'm going to be all in, John. Excellent. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Hey, as the show unfolds today, perhaps sometime we'll have a chance to break down a little more of the um, arguments in today's uh, Supreme Court hearing. Very nice. I look forward to that. We'll yeah. take a quick break and do step away right now. Ed Glover laid down roots on the north side 26 years ago. Ed's with us next to talk about urban impact and the ministry, how they started, how things have changed, where they are now. It's straight ahead on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Seems everywhere you turn today, everybody has an opinion about the role of government, medicine, the economy, religion, marriage and family, just to name a few. The question is, with so many opinions dotting the map, whose view really matters? John MacArthur answers that in his study this week called Why I Teach the Bible, here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Do you pay for your own health insurance? Are you self-employed, a gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Yakupin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no co-payments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, co-pays, and other cost-sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. 
With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our freedom of choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187, or visit us online at NewEraHealthPlans.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. When kids need medical care, they will often face stressful and life-changing experiences. They miss out on the things that make being a kid fun. Starlight Children's Foundation has delivered happiness to 17 million seriously ill kids and their families at more than 800 children's hospitals and healthcare facilities. Our programs entertain and inspire hospitalized kids. Learn more at starlight.org. That's starlight.org. The adage is, if you want to know if someone is a Christian, ask their neighbor. Ed Glover is with us. Ed has been a resident of the North Side for decades. He has certainly uh, altered his neighborhood through the work with Urban Impact. And Ed, welcome to the show, and congratulations on 26 years. Thanks, John and Kathy. It's great to hear your voices as well, and happy belated Thanksgiving. Yeah. You too, Ed. So 26 years you're reflecting on. I mean, it's it's more than Thanksgiving. It's just looking back on all the holidays that you've spent with kids in the North Side, all of the you know first days of school, last days of school, all of the performances, all the athletic events. Um, what stands out? You know, we just talked about Thanksgiving. Just Tammy and I, we had 35 kids with us over the years. And oh. They grew up, and as they grew up, they came back to Thanksgiving. So we ended up having on my on a block where I moved in with four out of five homes were boarded up and unoccupied back in the day. Now there's no more homes boarded up, and now our neighbors open up their homes so we can have Thanksgiving with all these kids. Man, it's awesome. Wow. So I I've got so many great memories, and uh, I thank God for the privilege I've had to just be part of it. Fabulous. So Ed, over these last uh, couple of years, especially, you've seen big changes. Uh, and racial uh, relationships, not only here locally, but across the country. Can you talk about that? I mean, the original intent of what you're doing with Urban Urban Impact still has vitality and roots, but things have changed around that, the framing of it all, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, we've always talked about creating a loving atmosphere, and uh, we've been doing that for years. And every time kids would come or families, we always talk about that. We talk about respecting each other respecting the person who's in authority, respecting facilities, respecting yourself. We talked a lot about respect over the years. And over the years, not just lately, but 
even a decade or two decades ago, we've had problems like this, maybe not as intense as we've seen them lately, but <laughs> when you have people just, you know, of different colors, different backgrounds coming together, it's all about respecting one another. And we've been able to create that and bringing people from different neighborhoods that couldn't get along back, back together. You know, love covers a multitude of sin. And I have found in, in what we teach and what we talk about is we need to build relationships. We need to love people up close and personal, and we need to be there. And don't go away, you know. And, and Jesus, by the way, you know, he didn't come down one day a week and then shoot back up to heaven for the next six sure, days. Right. He came down and became one of us. And that's what we've seen. We we built relationships. We've created a place where people can come and where people can be loved no matter who they are, where they come from. And it's worked where we have thousands of kids and families that come together from all kinds of walks of life, volunteers, different people from all over the city. Come to the Christmas show, man. Christmas show is going to happen on December 3rd and 4th at 7 p.m. at Christ Church of Grove Farm, and you will see everybody represented up there on the stage, working together, loving one another, and presenting Jesus Christ in a, in a magnificent way. Ed Glover's with us, founder and president of the Urban Impact Foundation. Um, we're reflecting on 26 years of urban impact here in the north side of Pittsburgh and also talking about the annual Christmas show that um, Ed just talked about there coming up on the 3rd and 4th. Ed, for people who aren't familiar with the north side, maybe they live outside the city and they've heard the words urban impact but don't really know what it looks like on a day-to-day basis, um, give us an idea of the scope. Yeah, we, we, we touch over 2,000 children and youth. And we impact them through sports and education, arts, and options. Options helping kids transition out of high school into life, helping them to go to college, go to a trade school, get a job, go in the military or the ministry. So we have 100% of our kids graduate from high school. They're part of our options program. 97% of them transition out of high school into in one of those five areas of life. So we're very holistic in what we do. We're all about the gospel. We're all about bringing the whole gospel in the context of the whole community to the whole person. And then we do a lot with uh, a lot of our people that minister have to live on the north side. We call them missionaries, urban missionaries. They have to live on the north side and build relationships on the north side with people, live in the community, live life with one another. And that's a big part of what we do. That's fabulous. Ed Glover's with us from Urban Impact. Ed, uh, you made reference to the Christmas show, the annual event that's coming up this week, the the third and fourth, Friday and Saturday, seven o'clock, Christ Church at Grove Farm. Uh, what's it like? I mean, uh, over the years, my guess is you've been dragged into any things that may have made you either uh, oddly uncomfortable or just kind of outright ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. You know, this Christmas show is like Disney meeting Jesus. Okay. <laughs> It's like it's unbelievable. We, they build all the staging. The kids are part of it. Thousands of people come to this. So those of you that are listening, you've got to get there early, be part of it. But I will say this. When you walk out of there, all the negative things that are going on in the world, you will walk out of there saying, there is hope and there is, there is a reason for the season, and it is Jesus Christ. And by the way, hundreds of people come to know Christ during these first two days wow. on December 3rd and 4th, hundreds over the years. That's so cool. Okay, so um, uh, ticket prices, uh, is it a free event? How's it work? It's a free event. Anybody can come. Just show up and bring a friend and come enjoy what's going to take place. It, it's, and we have a whole other room that gets packed. You can go in there, and uh, those rooms fill up fast. So show up. That's cool. All right, so it's this Friday and Saturday. Ed, congratulations. Celebrate Urban Impact. Keep on going on. 
Thanks, brother. Thank you. Yeah, it's our great pleasure. Good to talk to you, Ed. God bless you. That's Ed Glover, founder and president of Urban Impact Foundation. Find out more about him online, or better yet, just show up and see for yourself. Yeah, Friday, Friday and Saturday. Saturday, 7 o'clock, Christ Church at Grove Farm. Take a break, come back. Does this make sense? No, it oh. doesn't, because that's later in the show. <laughs> One in three people around the world don't have access to the internet, John. Just a couple nights ago, John, I had that dream about college where I realized that it's uh, almost time for finals and I've never been to the class. Do you have that dream? No. You've I've... never had that dream. No. What? It's, all of a sudden it's one of the most common dreams. What? Yeah. In America are people who are like me somehow in some way traumatized by how difficult college is. And so you just end up revisiting it. In, and it's always the same for me. I, I'm, I'm gripped by this horrible sinking feeling that I've never been to this class and I'm about to have to perform on the final. And there's no way I'm going to be able to. Because it's a challenge, right? So, I guess because it's just, it's so hard. There's so much stress involved in it. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm really, really happy that all that is well behind us, right? And we haven't been college students for decades and that's a good thing. But if you've got a child thinking about what happens at Grove City College, perhaps for next year as a freshman, know that that challenge is still there. But mm-hmm. in the middle of the challenge and all that hard work. And all the anxiety about it. Grove City has Christ first and foremost. The faculty, the staff, in the middle of it all, there is Jesus. So, of course, life is hard. A quality education is hard as well. But look at GCC. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see a bit of rain this evening. Otherwise, expect considerable cloudiness. Tonight, we'll reach a low of 41. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies with a shower in spots. Winds will gradually subside, and we'll see a high tomorrow of 55. For Friday, considerable clouds with a shower in places in the afternoon. Expect a high Friday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. So I've been sick for about a week, um, missed work, 
had a lot of time to sleep, which I couldn't sleep because I was coughing so much. Did you dream weird? I dreamed really weird. Oh, yeah. Super weird. But like, like that. But, but inventive. I, yeah. Like I was giving myself pats on the back for creativity. Hey, nice. I was like, yeah, that was a nice dream. You wake up and you're like, yeah, what was that all about? Yesterday, though, I started to kind of come out of my stupor because I was starting to feel better. Yeah. And uh, so I was reading a um, a Freddie DeBoer article in his Substack. Okay. Um, and it was a good article. But you know what was really thought provoking hmm. were one of the comments. Now, the comments after the yeah, about the article. About the article. Okay. Now, here's the thing: if you read articles online, if you are a Twitter follower or Facebook or whatever your social media thing is, wherever. The comments is where everything usually goes to heck. Okay. Everything, like you, there might be a well-reasoned piece or a thought that's put together and then the comments come in and people just go for the lowest blow. Right. They're idiots. Everybody's mean and not in this case. Right. It's, oh, really? In fact, this comment was so well said, well stated that I actually copied it and I'm going to share it with you now. Nice. Okay. This is, I would like to give this person credit for it. Their name is User01. Hmm. So if any of you to listening to this program right now know who User01 is on Freddie DeBoer's Substack, please tell them that I'm talking about their most excellent comments here. Probably but John, time. and I want to encourage you as I um, read this, I want you to interrupt me okay. if you feel like you want to say something. Right. Okay. Here is the reason why the internet is destroying us. You ready? Mm-hmm. A little while ago, we had bars and restaurants and cafes and house parties and offices where we could all meet and gather and communicate face-to-face. This environment was conducive to the method the human beings work out problems. Let's take a group of five people and one problem that needs to be worked on. The resolution to the problem that is developed by those five people did not appear out of the ether as received knowledge and then be agreed upon by all five. Additionally, One single person didn't arrive at the resolution and then tell the other four, and they immediately agreed, yes, this is the resolution. No. One or more or even all five of them in the process threw out terrible, misguided, incorrect, maybe racist, maybe stupid, uninformed, maybe misogynistic, maybe funny, useless or nonsensical attempts. This process was iterated across for a period of time, and then over time, a consensus was reached. Some people in the group may not agree with the consensus, or maybe everybody does. That part isn't really relevant. What is, is that it was all verbal, and none of it was recorded. With the internet, every single minutia of the process of working a problem out is recorded for posterity. Every single person who makes one of those statements that is not the consensus or isn't part of the resolution has that statement hung on their neck like an albatross. Even worse, those statements that don't make it into the consensus or the resolution are slid into the back pocket of some malicious interlocutor to be whipped out years later as a weapon to destroy the person who said it. In even other situations... Those recorded statements are mined from historic records by salt miners who suddenly have a current issue with a particular person and need to find a cudgel from the past to beat that person with. And I didn't mention the effect of the process. After this process occurs for a period of time and every one of us learns how it works, 
Most people who are smart and want to protect themselves from the destruction will withdraw and be silent. There is no viable reason for participating in anything online that isn't directly work-related, and even there, it is fraught with danger. The only way is anonymity. And even there, the malicious actors have time and the system on their side. Remember the part of that statement made by the terrorists who bombed the hotel in Brighton in 1984? They said this, quote, we only have to be lucky once. You will have to be lucky always. Therefore, it only takes one slip for your anonymity to be shattered, and then you're ruined. That's a lot of wisdom there. Okay, so what I take, though, is he's saying, or user one, he, she, whoever that person is, that generally the best course is to use it for work. Otherwise, don't use it. Stay away. And isn't that tragic? Well, because, what, what do you think about that? That I that pro, like five people come together and they have well, to course. come up with an you idea. You know that's true, right? I mean, the the best ideas, or I, I think the the most engaging way to look at a problem is in a group and to throw things around back and forth. Uh, you, you look at it, you know, uh, in a classroom or in a writer's room or wherever there is collaboration and creativity and problem solving that takes place. It usually in, is in a group with a consensus and people do say ridiculous things or mean things or idiot things, but more because, often because than not, that, because you're saying it's part the, of the mix. Yeah. And you're saying it because you haven't decided it. You're still thinking about it. I'm like thinking it's, things through it's in part process. Of, it's part of the processing. Right. So whenever I'm I, – I don't know about I, – I know some people who live and die uh, on this you know, hill, right, that they have to engage in the Internet and prove themselves right. Me, I look at it as like, oh, look, there's an accident over there. Uh, I don't want to rubberneck. I'm going to drive by very slowly and just keep going because it's a, it's a some zero win. No one's going to win here. No one's uh, minds are going to be changed. More often than not, lives are going to be altered if it's a gigantic issue and reputations are ruined. So I would just keep my head down and move forward. Okay, so that's kind of how you and I both approach social media is we have to be on it because it's part of the job. And it's part of how conversation happens, especially in the in the realms that we're in, you know, theology, church, current church culture, those sorts of things, news. But... We don't weigh in as much. I don't weigh because, in. Because, but it's... Why would I, okay, why do you, you know weigh, in? weigh in? Of course, we have all sorts of friends who weigh in. Okay, but isn't this why, what this guy is saying, or this girl is saying, user 01, isn't that why you don't weigh in? Yes. Because I don't want to get sucked into the vortex of it's something fear. that, you know... Right. Well, it's just too much entanglement. Right. Or most no, not people even fear, who, most, it's just the headache and the heartache of saying something and then being piled upon. So most people who are smart, this is what user one says, and want to protect themselves from the destruction will withdraw and be silent. Yes. Okay, so what does that tell us then about the conversations that we're actually having online? Like in all things, the squeaky wheel or the loudest voice or the most outrageous is the people that get, you know, they, they get the attention. Do I necessarily want or need that? No. So I keep my head down. Okay. So if you're keeping your head down, I'm keeping my head down. I don't see Christy arguing on social media she either. She may be user one for all we she know. She could be. And if you are, She's anonymous. you're very insightful. Oh, thanks. Uh, okay, so none of us are the kind of people that are arguing online. Right. Okay? But there are millions of people who are. And when we read them, we tend to think that that's everybody. Isn't it funny? Sometimes like when you go out, like you're in public, 
whether you're at a restaurant now, you know, you know, we're, we're back. And you look at people and you kind of think, I wonder what that guy's like online. Do you, I often think that. Like I've never thought that. Oh, I always think that. But I'm going to think it now. Who, you know, what are they doing? What, what's, what's their life? Because there's like two lives. There's the real life and then there's the ether life. And you, know, you never know who you're engaging with. I mean, you know, you could be talking to the Unabomber and, you know, he's taking your uh, sh- shrimp scampi uh, order. <laughs> which, which is ironic if you yeah. think about it. Hey, Unabomber, right. uh, scampi, please. Uh, make sure it's warm. Okay, so when we talk about how polarized society is, yeah. is do you think that's accurate? Uh, or are we just looking? I think looking, a lot of it's our own invention. We, yeah, are we just yeah. looking at those loudest voices online yeah. and extrapolating that and saying that that's all of us? Yeah, I, I believe that's true. I mean, I'd say the large majority of people are like you and I, or just regular people who neither care to engage, it pays no attention to it, it doesn't matter. I just hear the outrage, and I'm just going to change the channel. That's why I have all these streaming apps. Okay, well, here's one of the greatest, and there have been a lot. There have been a lot of sorrows in the COVID era. But one of the greatest to me is that we, because we haven't been in any public spaces, there hasn't been an opportunity for people to work things out face to face. Well, look, I mean. And so all of our working out has had to happen online. And if what user 01 is saying is correct, then this is an absolutely catastrophic precedent for it Without precedent for us yes it is okay so uh, case in point uh think about um um megastar eric clapton eric clapton has yep. been a, a a star for 60 years yes now eric clapton you know uh, talks online freely about uh vaccination about his choice not to do it and all of a sudden, people- it wasn't even about as much about vaccination because he was vax- He was he was vaxxed. It was about he didn't like the government lockdown. Right. In Britain. Well, all of a sudden, this guy's like w- persona will, non grata. Will he perform in public again? And if he does, is he going to have a monologue where he's got to defend all that he, you know, he's talked about online? Because The Washington Post did a whole front page story yeah. on how he became so crazy. So you got to back out of this hole just to have people hear your music. So, you know. Someone like that, probably he's at the age where he goes, I don't care. I mean, but he's going to lose a portion of his audience. No matter what you say, you're going to lose 50% of the crowd, right? That's just where we are. So I, There has to be a better way forward. I'm not there sure has there to is. be a better way than that. Because the water's already been muddied. So how do you work through it? I don't know. So no one of substance is ever going to say anything online. Well, people will, but you do so at your own peril. And of course... You lose the ability to communicate to a wider audience because the consensus <laughs> is already against you as you speak your mind. Left, right, center, whatever it is, you know what it is. It's a hot, holy mess. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation about the Internet, but take a little bit of a different tack on it. Um, what about the outrage issue? The more likes you get, you get those likes because you are just madder than everybody else? I hope not. No, I think it's the way it is. Chris Martin, he's up next. 101.5 WORD. This week from Chuck Swindoll. The church never changed anybody's life. Christ does. A church building is where we meet. When we gather together, we are the church. But you and I can't change anyone. Christ does the changing through the impact, power, and influence of the Holy Spirit. This week on Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. The dining room in our first house was so small. 
that when my large extended family came over for a meal, you had to eat with your arms very close to your side. You ate tiny little bird bites because no elbow room was possible. Who wants to eat like that? So, when it was finally time to step up and expand our square footage with a new house, the dining room space was on the top of my list that was a must-have. Spread out. Eat. Laugh. Enjoy time with your family. Look, it's a weird time. Everybody knows it. But if you've been yearning for more space, get your financials in order. And part of being ready is connecting with the large family from United Faith Mortgage. They're a family of faith, just like yours and mine. And throughout all the years they've been doing this, they've heard it all, seen it all. Seriously, they can help you, especially with their direct lender advantage. Look at United Faith Mortgage. Spread out. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. For two nights only, December 17th and 18th, Museum of the Bible will present Keith and Kristen Getty live in concert. The show Sing an Irish Christmas will feature the Gettys and friends performing seven new songs along with classic Christmas carols. Get your tickets now. The Gettys won't be performing anywhere else in the D.C. area this holiday season. Sing an Irish Christmas with Keith and Kristen Getty, December 17th and 18th. Go to museumofthebible.org for more information. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorm. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That is WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. So the more you are online, the more you're apt to, some people speak up, other people like yourselves and I, we're like turtles in a shell, right? Uh, I choose not to. I'm going to go slowly by the wreckage and continue on my way without disturbing anything. Chris Martin is back with us. He's a regular guest on our show. Chris is a content marketing editor at Moody Publishers. He's a social media marketer, communications consultant. He writes regularly. His substack is called Terms of Service. Hey, Chris, welcome back to the show. Back. It's, it's uh, good to be here. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, thanks a lot. All good. right. Good to see you, Chris. Um, so uh, I have this friend. Now, she's not a real friend. Oh, she's friend. just... <laughs> She's somebody that I follow on Twitter. And um, I bet that you have a friend like this, Chris. My friend, um, and I'm using air quotes, is uh, she has been wronged in her life. And I believe this is a real thing. Like she, She's definitely been the victim of something. Um, and I started following her a couple years ago. And she started, you know, she was talking about the issue that she was involved in and how it relates to a larger conversation about victimization in a certain sector of American society. And I thought her perspective was helpful and it was good to hear from, you know, a first person account. Um, But over time, her outrage has grown. And um, 
I'm not saying it doesn't have foundation because it does. But do you know what I mean? It's like amped up to a certain level and then it amped up to another level. And then last night when I was online, I was I was reading her tweet and I thought to myself, she's on the verge of becoming psychologically imbalanced. Like it's just but her number of followers, Chris, has skyrocketed over this period of time that I've been following her. So I, this is not a, a, a unique situation. Not at all. Uh, unfortunately, I can think of three or four people I'm connected to on the internet who I would not call friends, but maybe more acquaintances uh, who have experienced similar things. Uh, they experienced some terrible tragedy, whether inflicted on them or perhaps it was some accident that they're a part of. And right. um, often, often though, it is it is at the hands of someone else, a sort of intentional act. And then they ex- they express their concern about this, perhaps the the broader trend of it happening, whether it's it's like uh, an abuse of some kind or, or even like an abuse of power of some kind. Uh, there's a lot of conversation around this going just like abuses of power within the church, whether or not they're like um, abuses that would be illegal or just like against scripture. There's a lot of conversation about this right now and just how we've seen maybe poor leadership in Christian circles in the last couple of decades. And I think it's interesting how that kind of stuff has come to light so quickly and in such um at light speed, quite literally because of the internet. It's like everyone, a lot of people in all of these different sectors of the country or in different denominations within American Christianity or evangelicalism specifically have experienced some different uh, leadership ills or abuses or things like that. And it's it's like the social internet and, and our various social media platforms, Twitter, perhaps chief among them, has provided this outlet for people to say, oh, you've experienced that? I thought I was the only one who'd experienced that by the hands of a pastor or a parent. You've experienced that? And it's almost like everyone's sort of connecting and there's become this sort of awakening of, wow, this is a much broader, bigger problem. And I'm speaking of any number, I, I could think of three or four, whether it's like racial injustices and abuses or sexual injustices and abuses or other leadership injustices and abuses that that have perpetuated have, have gone on for a long time, often in the dark, that social media has sort of brought people together around. Right. Unfortunately, what happens is exactly what you've described is um, there's a sort of outrage machine that no matter how uh, worthwhile the outrage is and how worthy the the concern and the anger may be on behalf of the individual who is hurt in some way. Um, social media encourages outrage to perpetuate because engagement is the chief variable in the algorithms on all of these platforms. So if somebody posts frequently about how they were hurt by a pastor or they were hurt by a parent or a trusted loved one or something like that. And that, that conversation constantly continues and they get lots of likes and retweets or shares or whatever else that sort of becomes a a brand, if you will, for these, for people who are engaging in outrage for whatever reason, perhaps they're just upset at the current nature of politics or something like that. Um, And it's not necessarily something that was done to them. They're just outraged at politics or government, or they're outraged at the school system or whatever. This sort of outrage becomes a brand. And what happens often, sometimes people recognize it and kind of lean into it. And sometimes they just don't even recognize it, but it becomes their identity so much uh, that they start finding personal value and identity in how much engagement they're getting on social media. And there's a there's a study done actually back in the summer in August, uh, perhaps late July, uh, that took place over the course of a number of years that really 
prov- it was the first study of its kind that that I've ever seen um, that showed there's actual data now to suggest on Twitter specifically because it's API or it's like open protocol where we can study the data is is easiest to study data on Twitter than it is on any other platform is just without getting too technical it's easiest to study massive amounts of tweets on Twitter than it is to study massive amounts of Facebook posts because Facebook doesn't make their data as readily available as like Twitter does. So anyway, there's a study done on Twitter to show that the more outrage, like the more angry content was, the more engagement it received. So the more likes or retweets or replies it would receive. So if you had somebody, um, one of the cases in the study was around the the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court uh, nomination. Somebody who responded to an article from a news outlet about the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court in a very rational way, like, hmm, I wonder about X, Y, or Z regarding this nominee, that wouldn't get a whole lot of engagement. But if you had somebody respond in all caps and with some explicit words, that response would get dozens of likes and retweets. And this, they showed this over the course of a number of kind of hot button issues that the most outraged pieces of content around these hot button issues got the most engagement. And then what happens is when the most outrage gets the most engagement, that just incentivizes more people to express more outrage. And you see how that that snowball kind of. I see. So then has outrage, I mean, the the word itself, right? Outrage has outrage in some way become a piece of artwork, performance art, so to speak. I mean, whether intentional or not, that people have really learned how to use the skill set and have risen it to a different level. That's right. Um, I think this isn't too, uh, and I write this in the piece that we're kind of discussing that I wrote on this research uh, from a couple of months ago. I think there's there are legitimate expressions of outrage on the internet. I don't want to like. Sure. I don't want to say anytime you anytime people who express no no anger on the internet they're just performing i think there are legitimate expressions of out- it anger can be justified on the internet yes. and i th- that's exactly right and i think we should say we should provide that caveat but i think 100 percent there have been people who have built entire platforms like you kathy your friend or friend as you say your your internet acquaintance mm-hmm. um has sort of built a brand on being outraged about a particular topic. And that's, right. there was a, there's a story, a story I want to say by one of the major newspapers, Washington Post, New York Times, back around when President Trump left office, there was a story about all of the liberal reply guys, as they're called on Twitter, who basically built their like liberals, or at least they act like liberals on Twitter. And mm-hmm. they built entire like, personas and they were getting speaking platforms simply because they would be one of the first to respond to one of the president's former president Donald Trump's tweets in a really outraged way and then they'd get tons of likes and retweets and people were asking the article was asking what are these people going to do now now that he's out of office like what happened who do they become what what happens um, and I think a lot of folks like normal folks I was listening to your guys' conversation before I came on uh, John, I think a lot of the same thing when I'm at a restaurant or whatever. What are these people like online? Like, what, are, what are they doing? <laughs> it scares and me. I think this is a this is a conversation for another time. But I think a lot of folks I've talked to a lot of pastors about social media among their church members and uh, pastors have told me multiple times how they'll talk to a social they'll talk to a church member about something they posted on social media, not even chastising them. I mean, sometimes chastising them, but sometimes just being like, Hey, I saw you post on social media that you needed prayer for your mom who's sick. Can we like, what's going on? How can we help? Can we pray for you? And 
church members will actually be offended and like hurt that the pastor or the church leader recognized like saw their social media posts and the, the church member will act as though they can't like social media is a different world and oh, that their yeah. real life yeah. that their real life acquaintances oh, are right. not paying attention to them on their very public platform they're very public profiles and so i think it's interesting perhaps for another conversation we have in the future how there's this sort of false dichotomy people think that their online lives are separate from their offline lives and i actually think that who people are on the internet is closer to who they actually are than maybe who they are offline that is so good so that really chris feeds into what john was saying earlier which is that people bifurcate themselves is that it's almost like having two identities. You have like real world John Hall and you have like, you know, online John Hall. Right. Which is scary. Uh, Believe me, I don't want to be part of this, Chris. I mean, it's so toxic. It's horrible. Chris, as you're talking, all I can think of is I don't want to get sucked into that. Like I don't want because I can see yeah. this this quote you know air quote friend of mine becoming like her outrage is her collateral, and so there's no incentive for her to ever forgive someone who hurt her. There's no yeah. because it's only going to diminish her. That's brand. exactly right. That's right, and that's that's a, one of my biggest concerns, frankly, in this kind of environment that we're in. Like I've seen. I can probably think of a half a dozen people like your friend who have a sort of grievance of some kind that's totally legitimate. Like they're they're They have been grieved in some way by being hurt by another person. And I don't think that their grievance is illegitimate in any way. But my fear is, is, and I think this goes to like the, the polarization that we've talked about. There's an incentive to be polarized. There's an incentive to not forgive. There's an incentive to not reconcile because if people build their entire sort of persona, their online persona, especially, and they accrue their likes and their retweets and perhaps their speaking engagements and even their book deals on that grievance, what happens when they give that up? What they, they lose that that persona. They lose. That's exactly right. And that's the, I think a lot of the sort of unity and conversation around various grievances that we've seen in the last five years or so because of the social internet and how people have realized, oh, I was hurting this way. You were hurting this way. Maybe we should, maybe this is a broader, pro- I think that's, there's a lot of good there, but I think one of the negatives is exactly what you're describing. And I think that's a lot more, con- and the challenging part is how do you come alongside someone who's been hurt like that and kind of call them out i mean that's a right tricky, because that's a horrible thing you're not going to pick on the victim online and say you know leave, leave your victimhood behind right. chris i'm sorry we have to leave you behind only because our time is up we it's really appreciate though, you really glad you could be here today good food for thought go find take care chris martin online it is substack terms of service we'll talk about that thing next time chris Attention Americans age 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period ends December 7th. Now is the time to select your Medicare Advantage plan for 2022. Get ready for an important toll-free hotline where you can get your free 2022 Medicare benefits review. Do you currently have a copay, a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, then call 800-871-1592. 
A SmartMatch licensed insurance agent can help you compare plans, which can include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even $0 premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. So call today before annual enrollment ends on December 7th. The service is free with no obligation. So call today. Call 800-871-1592. That's 800-871-1592. 800-871-1592. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to save the children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836, or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. For years, it was said uh, the city of Pittsburgh is one of the most inexpensive cities to live in across the United States. So uh, today, the uh, Worldwide Cost of Living Index, a twice yearly survey that compares more than 400 individual prices across 200 products and services in 173 cities today. That seems like a lot of numbers. It is. They released their their uh, biannual release of the most expensive cities to live in. Oh. Yeah. Pittsburgh's okay. on the Is list. this in America or is this worldwide? Worldwide. Worldwide. Mm-hmm. Most expensive cities to live in. Yes. Okay. Uh, so these are the forward. ones that we're not going to land in. Uh, that you would prefer not to live in for, unless you okay. have deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Number 10, Osaka. Osaka, Japan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Los Angeles. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number eight. That's a lot. Copenhagen. That surprises really? me. Yep. Number seven. No, would you have guessed that? No. I would not. I would not have guessed that. Although I've never been. Have you been to Denmark? Uh, not. I'd love to go. I would. Love, have you been to Denmark, Christy? I've never been out of the country. Oh my gosh, we should all go on a trip. Let's work on that. Okay. <laughs> Number seven is Geneva. Switzerland. Mm-hmm. That seems like that an uppity sense. place, though. That's a lot of banking money right yeah, there. People are hiding money in Geneva. Yeah. Number six is New York, New York. No surprise. Okay. Number five is Hong Kong, which now I that, thought. That seems, I mean, you look at the pictures, you're yeah. thinking it's not like some, you know, peasant's going to be living there and nope. doing well. Number four is Zurich. 
Again, the Swiss. And mm-hmm. the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And number the cash. Th- number three. Uh, and the neutrality. Yeah. <laughs> number three is Singapore. I'd love to go to Singapore. Doesn't that look gorgeous? gorgeous? Yes, it does. Number two is Paris. Paris is more expensive than Singapore. Mm-hmm. Okay. The number one most expensive city in the entire world, Tel Aviv. How about that? What? Yeah, Tel Aviv. Get out. Well, you know. Okay, now only one of us has lived in one of the most expensive cities in the world. John, you yeah. win that award. Yeah. It was expensive then, and it's more expensive now. That's how it is. Do you ever miss living in New York? Uh, not particularly. I mean, there's a certain, you know, certain. there is a, a deep and hard energy of New York City. Yeah. Sure is a lot easier living in Pittsburgh, I'll say that. And cheaper. Much so. But less entertaining. Oh, we're pretty entertaining. Take a quick break, come back. we got much more ahead. The 5 o'clock hour of the ride home. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Omicron has arrived in the United States. That word a short time ago from White House Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci. The individual was a traveler who returned from South Africa on November the 22nd and tested positive on November the 29th. The individual is self-quarantining and all close contacts have been contacted and all close contacts thus far have tested negative. The individual was fully vaccinated and experienced mild symptoms which are improving at this point. Members of the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority are giving signs they may make sweeping changes to limit abortion rights in the U.S. They heard arguments today on a Mississippi law that would restrict abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 34 points. This is SRN News. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. Friday, December 3rd at 7 p.m., Memorial Park Church presents singer-songwriter Sandra McCracken. Sandra McCracken in a Christmas benefit concert to support the work of Nations in Sierra Leone. The concert is free. A goodwill offering will be taken. Get your free tickets now at edunations.org. 
Sandra McCracken, 7 p.m. December 3rd. RSVP at edunations.org. Sponsored by Amp Solutions. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen, which film had me hooked as soon as I saw the trailer. It was the animated sequel, Sing 2. This holiday season, the new chapter in Illumination's smash animated franchise arrives with big dreams and spectacular hit songs as the ever-optimistic koala Buster Moon and his all-star cast of performers prepare to launch their most dazzling stage extravaganza yet. All in the entertainment capital of the world. Sing 2 rated PG in theaters December 22nd. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. Visit Salem.cc to apply. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. We'll see a bit of rain this evening. Otherwise, expect considerable cloudiness. Tonight will reach a low of 41. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies with a shower in spots. Winds will gradually subside, and we'll see a high tomorrow of 55. For Friday, considerable clouds with a shower in places in the afternoon. Expect a high Friday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I'll tell you, because of that last hour, I'm exhausted. I mean, all the internet outrage. I just, I'm going to go have a donut. If you missed any of the 4 o'clock hour, we did talk about the internet several times. Holy moly. Some really good guests and some I really, uh, I, I thought, like, captivating thing I read yesterday online, actually. You can find our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you can also watch the YouTube clip because the Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. You can go back and watch it tonight if you choose. And nice. we hope you do. Okay, well, just one quick thing. This or that. This or that. Would you, this or that, never read a hard copy of a book again or... Never go on the internet. This or that. That's a bonus round. How am I supposed to pick that? This or that. I love hardback books. Yeah. But. But I can't imagine not going on the internet again. Okay. Really? Now, see, that's that's my point. That's the, that's Could really you walk upsetting. away? I'm walking away. I'd walk away in a heartbeat. From the internet. Heck yeah. But not. Uh, <laughs> You'd never go on the internet again. Yes, like, happily, like, like, ever. No, who cares? I would. If someone said, yeah, if I had to make a choice between one or the other, easily. Yeah, I want to say I would pick hardback books, but I, I. No, really, I, I think we. Sorry, I opened the Pandora's box here. Really, what do you need it for? What? Every, what are you what missing? What do you not need? I mean, what? I'm missing the... Facebook. 
I don't no, miss Facebook. No, I'm not saying social media, but what about, forget social media. What about the rest of the internet? I don't know. I, I, I what survived about a res- for decades a without it. A reservation at your restaurant. Pick or up the find, phone. Or finding out where your Call somebody. dentist is. Or if, I don't know. You, you or, can what, find it. What about if, You can live without What the about if you're like, what year did the Titanic go down? Who cares? Do I need to know that bad? Do I really need to know that bad? Well, we've met, yes, because that's where library, we are right now. Pick up a book. Are... Seriously. I mean, we survived so well without it. We're not going back. The malady, the it's sickness that has back. permeated the world is yes, not worth I it. I agree with you, but it's not, not going it. back. All right. Anyway, let's go to Westview Park. Article in the Trib today uh, about a new book which chronicles Westview Park. This is a Tony LaRusa article in the Trib. And, Tony LaRusa? Um, yeah. Hey. Isn't it amazing know. what he does? He retired he from does MLB. does so many things. God yeah. bless him. Tony. Um, didn't he have heart problems? I, I have no comment on it. Look on the internet. The, in Westview Park operated for 71 years. Wow. Um, and I grew up in Westview. It was gone. When did Westview Park So close? Westview Park left. Is that by the airport? This, no. Oh, no. Westview's right by where I live. Sorry. I live in Westview. Wait, there was an amusement park right by, like, in your neighborhood? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think it closed the summer after second grade for me. So that would have been 1976. What's there now? Uh, a a shopping center oh, that has right. I've seen Giant that. Eagle and U-Haul. I've been U-Haul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, that's a bad replacement. Tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, tell that to all of us who grew up in Westview. That's a shame. So Westview Park didn't mean a lot to me because I was so little so, yeah, right. when it closed. But um, I remember being a little kid, and over the summer, my mom and I would be out, you know, just doing errands or whatever, and she'd say, "Do you want to go for a ride in the dips?" Just like you just go right over, and it was there were two terrific coasters there, really? not like two middling, like sad, like two you know, thunderbolts. Community. Oh yeah. That level. Oh, yeah. The racer. Oh, yeah. Really? Absolutely terrific coasters. Jackrabbit. That felt like they were about to fall down Ooh. and that your life was in danger. No, granted, you were in second grade, so, you know. That was the case for adults. Right. There oh, were really? two terrific coasters there, the racing whippet and the dips. Anyway, um, so it went away the summer after. I think I was in second grade when it left. Um, and there's a new book coming out yeah. by uh, Mike Funyak. And um, he's telling the story of this uh, of this incredible local amusement park. And he says to himself, how is it? He said, when I heard about Westview Park for the first time, he said, I kept thinking to myself, how is it that there could have been that great of an amusement park so close to my house that I never even knew existed. It's like once it went away, it just like went into the ether and mm-hmm. no one even knew it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think of Westview Park, I of course think of the dips because if you were driving along Route 19, you oh, you passed so the, the dips. dips. You passed. So that, that like horseshoe bend, you always went past it. So it was something that was like always in my frame of reference. Now for people that were older than me, my parents' generation, they talked about the dance hall. Because that was sure. a big thing. Kenny would have had a big dance okay. as well. So it was like sure. a, a big thing. It was that era yeah. of dancing. It was the era when that's where people met, mm. that sort of thing. Um, you have memories of Westview Park? None at all. None. You never no, went? No, no. I mean, uh, a bygone you, you were a lot. You were so close. I mean, you were in Swissville. You were so close to Kennywood. Yeah. Yeah. We used to go. I mean, I, I went to St. A's uh, in my elementary school years. We'd go to Rainbow Gardens. What's Rainbow which was like, Gardens? You know, it, was, it, was like, it was like Westview. Yeah. Where is that? Uh, Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow PA. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Rainbow Gardens. Uh, uh, but it was an amusement park? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we always thought it was like low end. Yeah. Right. It wasn't Kennywood. Right. Well, 
to be honest with you, Westview was low end compared to Kennywood. See? But I don't, I think that's how it was for me when I was very little. But for my parents' generation, I don't know no, if they would I'm have sure. looked at it that way. Of course not. No, it was an, an amusement because center. Because Kennywood wasn't that big of a thing then. You know what I mean? It was It was there. Yeah. And I'm sure it was bigger than Westview Park, but probably not all that much bigger. I wonder. We're going to bring Andy Masick on from uh, Heinz History Center. He'll tell us about Rainbow Gardens I found and it. Westview. Where'd you find it? Um, it's in White Oak. Oh, oh thank you. That's, out in, that's out in your direction. Uh, where you, my, yeah, where I grew up. Yeah, your yep. stomping grounds. So what about, have you ever heard of Westview Park, Christy? No. Okay. What was the one by the airport? The amusement park by the airport? Come on. If the amusement people, park by the people airport. People are you know, you know, like going crazy right now. John I didn't know there was an amusement park by the airport. Oh, there's someone calling right now. We, look, we've got a local historian. Can we go there? We yeah. time? All right, wait. What are they saying? What are you, John, Rainbow Gardens, White Oak. Or maybe they're telling me that Westview Park closed a different year than 1976. No, so. Anyway, so your point is? My point is that it's shocking that there were things that were that emblematic to Pittsburgh that almost completely disappeared, that we just don't even know are were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like there's some kind of plaque and people look back fondly and people talk about it. It's just like gone. completely gone. Right. How about like whenever like you hear news stories and they go, oh, we uncovered, you know, Pompeii. I know. And, and you, go, you think, how oh, could that be buried? It's buried. What, what happened there? Like a big like sandstorm right. came in right. and they just dumped a bunch of dirt on Pompeii. And, but there it is. Right. Oh, wait, what do you got? Uh, we're going to get schooled here? All right, okay. okay. Who is this, please? Welcome to the show. Yes, yeah, Tim. I, I called before. Hey, Tim. Um, yeah, the the Rolling Stones. Oh, how, how you doing, Kevin? Oh, Westview. Uh, yeah, the Rolling, the Rolling Stones uh, played at uh, Westview Park. Back in like sixty four, sixty five, maybe right before close. Yeah, how about and, that? Um, Were you there? No, I was kind of. I was a little too young. And later on, we used to have uh, trips from our grade school. We go there. Um, but uh, yeah, if you look up on the internet, there's pictures of uh, Mick Jagger and the Stones there at the dance hall. Uh, I think it was. I think it was one of their first uh, gigs. Believe I think in the United States. Fabulous. Wow, Tim. Wait, Tim. What do you remember about Westview Park, ride wise? Uh, believe it or not, I was scared of roller, of the roller coaster. Sure, of so, course. Uh, actually, for me, I just uh, it's usually the bumping cars or uh, you know some, a couple of the other rides. That there are, was like, a scary little, haunted little house there. Do you remember that? <sighs> Off the bat, no. Yeah, it had <laughs> but, a French uh, it had a French name to it. I can't remember what it was, but it was scary. And it was I was a little kid, it freaked me out. That's scary. Mm-hmm. There was a scrambler there. <laughs> I like the scrambler. Fare you well, Westview. Mm-hmm. And what's off by the airport? Come on, I've just never, I didn't even I didn't know that there was a amusement park by the airport. Heck yeah, right around the bend there. Boom, there it was. It wasn't Rainbow Gardens because we know that's in White Oak. All right, coming up next. One hundred one point five W O R D. What happens when you open God's Word every day? I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you every weekday here on the radio. I see the transforming effect of God's Word daily. Lives are changed because His Word gives us insight for the challenges we face and encouragement in our walk with the Lord. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. How are you? Hey, take a big whiff. Mmm, can you smell it? The real hickory wood burning long and slow in our smokehouse to smoke our old-fashioned hickory smoked hams. Have you ever tried a springhouse smoked ham? The meat is so tender it falls right off the bone when it comes out of the oven. 
and the taste, mm-mm, a taste of days gone by. A Springhouse Hickory Smoked Ham makes a great corporate gift in a big Springhouse box with a big red bow on top. Or how about for all those sage folks that remember smoking their own hams as youngsters? Give us a call at 724-228-3339 to order your whole or half hickory smoked ham from the Springhouse. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And Merry Christmas from all of us at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Friday, December 3rd at 7 p.m., Memorial Park Church presents singer-songwriter Sandra McCracken. Sandra McCracken in a Christmas benefit concert to support the work of Nations in Sierra Leone. The concert is free. A goodwill offering will be taken. Get your free tickets now at edunations.org. Sandra McCracken, 7 p.m. December 3rd. RSVP at edunations.org. Sponsored by Amp Solutions. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. Visit Salem.cc to apply. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Much as things change, they stay the same. Or something should stay the same, right? Do things stay the same? Dean Weaver's with us. Dr. Reverend Dean Weaver's with us. Stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Co-founder and former president of EduNations. We'll talk about that as well. Hey, Dean. How are you? Hey, hey guys. I'm doing great. How are you? We can't complain. You remember Westview Park, Dean? Say that again? Do you remember Westview Park? Of course. Oh. And what was your... Did you hang out there? Did you... What do you remember oh, about gosh, it? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Um, so I grew up uh, on the other side of the state, the side of the state that shall not be named. Hmm. Um, and but my wife, oh, you're, uh, you're from the, you're from that dark place of Philadelphia. I, I am. But my father raised me right. He raised Thank me black gold. So I never, ever wavered on Did that he? and growing up in Philadelphia. And you know how kind Philadelphia fans are. To, oh. <laughs> yeah. so, the city of brotherly uh, love. Oh, yeah. They love yeah. us. Yeah, I was I was I was I was growing up going to Connie Mack and, and the vet. Oh. Uh, rooting for Clemente and Stargell and being baptized in Schlitz beer. So that was that was my growing up. <laughs> you were raised that's, well. I'll, I'll be honest with you, that's a noble childhood. Well, my, 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 I give all the credit to my dad. He, he raised me properly, so I've never wavered from the true path. <laughs> okay, so Dean, you heard us talking about you know things changing, right? We are in this perpetual cycle of change. But you say that some things should stay the same. Well, you know, this is may not sound terribly spiritual to to some of the folks who are listening in, but um, Beth and I, uh, after Thanksgiving, spent a couple of days rewatching each of the three Matrixes. Um, really? Yeah, we we typically after a holiday we'll like do a Lord of the Rings thing, okay. or we'll do like uh, 
some sort of, you know, Harry Potter thing or some sort of trilogy of some kind. And we did the Matrix because there's a new one coming out right. for Christmas time. And we thought, well, let's go back and refresh ourselves. And of course, it's not a, a Christian movie by any stretch, but there's a lot of spirituality and even Christian spirituality in it. But there's this one line uh, that caught my attention this time around uh, between Niobe, one of the ship captains, and the legendary Morpheus, uh, where they say back and forth to each other uh, at least three different times, um, some things change and some things never do, uh, uh, or, or some things never change and some things do, or something to that effect. And I kind of thought about that, and I thought, well, that, that is kind of the world in which we live in. There are things that change. And those things can unsettle us, and they can um, uh, cause us to be angry. They can cause us to grieve. They can cause all kind of emotional responses uh, because it's a, it's ultimately a sense of loss, right? Uh, but there are some things that stay the same, and those things are things that can anchor us. Those are the things that can give us transcendence. Those are the things that can give us a sense of purpose, uh, things beyond uh, all of the things around us that seem to be kind of out of control. Um, and, and that can be anything as simple as a family tradition, um, or it could be something much more profound, obviously, like the transcendent Word of God, which it never changes. And our, our God, who is the changeless author of change, um, is the one upon whom we can depend, even when everything that's around us seems to be going in a different direction. Dean, in our four o'clock hour, we talked uh, a considerable length about the internet and about just you know, how it's shaped us, how social media has changed how we express our anger, um, how likely we are to forgive other people who've wronged us um, if we're talking about it online, um, or how unlikely it is that we would forgive them because we lose part of our capital, our social capital, by giving up that victimization. Um, right. And so... The thing that I, I consistently think when I'm online for any extended period of time is that there is no center there. There's no immovable center. So everything is an opinion. Everything is, well, you can, can, you can convince me and maybe I'll be on your team for this uh, uh in this issue and maybe I'll be on that team or that side for that issue. And it just seems like it's just a bunch of people, millions and millions and millions of people who are just trying to find something that won't change. Right. So even diagnosing that Kathy is something that is, is part of the changelessness of God. So for example, we can understand what you've just described in terms of, say, Genesis, where Eve and Adam, um, you know, basically decide to, to become their own gods, where they decide that they have a way of understanding reality or a desire to want to understand reality um, that shapes things around them and their own wants and wishes and desires. And so humanity's been doing that in one form or another from Genesis chapter 3, right? Um, so that's nothing new. And we can understand that the only diagnosis of how to counter that, whether it's the Internet or anything else, is, is the God who has come to redeem us from, our, from even ourselves, um, from that mm -hmm. desire to create ourselves. That's ultimately every one of those. Um, I had someone describe it to me once this way. There used to be like one big ball in the room. And now it's like someone has come in with a huge box of all those little balls like you used to see it, like a Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. And they've dumped it out, and there's a bazillion balls in the room. And every ball is a reality. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's there's no one kind of reality that we all reference or refer to or kind of have our origins or, 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 or foundation of being from, but there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of those realities. It's almost like we just keep splitting off into more and more and more realities. Right. And th- that goes all the way back to the garden. And there's only one solution to that. There is only one reality that is really real. And that reality is is what the Lord has revealed in his scripture, um, because he is the one who made everything. Therefore, we can depend on him to be the one who describes to us what everything is that is actually real. Yeah. And the, the, the Internet, you know, I mean, in some ways, you could boil it down to Romans chapter 12, right? Um, exchanging the truth of God. Um for, for a lie. And the, and the problem is, we believe um, the lie is true. Um, and that's why I, I, I just find the, the Matrix actually kind of interesting, because it's kind of like we have a reality pulled over our eyes that we think is true, but we're really slaves to it, and we don't even know it. I'm into that. I mean, Dean, of course, you, you know, I mean, God's Word never changes, but depending upon where you are in history or culturally, the influences want to twist and turn God's word. I mean, look at the church today, um, liberal, conservative, and uh, all stripes in between. Everybody's, you know, breaking up and uh, creating, uh, you know, sort of new um, verses or realities of where they are in God's word. Yeah, well, I mean, you go back to the scripture again, John, you're like, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, this this has been going on for thousands of years. I mean, that that also is nothing new. Um, so yeah, everybody can uh, do that which is right in their own eyes, and they can use the scripture even to justify uh, whether it's their own sin or their own sense of self righteousness or their own desires. I mean, people have been doing that uh, from the beginning. Uh, you know, from Luke chapter four when Jesus is confronted by uh, Satan in the wilderness during his temptation, that the way in which uh, the evil one tempts him is by distorting uh, and throwing out God's word in a kind of out of context, distorted sort of way Mm. to try to play to what he hopes will be Jesus's disordered desires. But thankfully, Jesus's desires are perfect. Uh, They're in complete alignment with the Father. And so he's able to not only rebuke those, those distortions of truth, He's able to do so with actual truth. And so, you know, yes, people have different interpretations, always have, always will. um, But the Word of God prevails, and it is not given to certain times and certain cultural whims. um, And those are the things that we can anchor ourselves in. Music styles in church will change. The way people dress in church will change. What, What we do in terms of a lot of our practices will change. And we tend to make idols out of those things. Mm-hmm, and when those sure. things change, it unsettles our world and we get upset. But those things aren't the gospel. The gospel never changes. How that gospel is lived out, how it is applied, how it is realized, how it is you know, um, expressed, that definitely will change uh, from, from one generation to the next, how it is sung. Um, and in some respects, it should because each generation needs to hear the gospel, not in any way that is compromising or any way that is relevant for the sake of being relevant, but in a way that it speaks into their lives, because while our circumstances change, the Word of God never does, and it always applies. Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver's with us, State Clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Um, Dean, I want to ask you what you do to remind yourself of that of these things. 
Um, so if we are people who are prone to forget that there are the unchanging nature of not just who God is but and what his precepts are, but just the, you know, the fact that the church, because of the grace of God, will prevail um, and that all of the, you know, rancor and dissatisfaction that people express in person and online is not something that's going to go on forever. The sickness and disease we see around us is not something that's going to go on forever. What are the things that you do to kind of, I don't know, expand your vision so that you're not a, you're not captive to this current time? Well, I mean, the first thing I'm going to say, Kathy, is going to sound not terribly profound, uh, but it's, it's, is profoundly true. And that is, the way in which you understand reality and the way in which you anchor yourselves in such things is by spending time in the Word of God. I mean, there there is no substitute for spending time in the Word and how it does that for you, how the Holy Spirit does that for you through His Word. So, for example, when a, an idea comes into your mind that is, is counter to God's truth, it must be counter, as Jesus did, with the Word of God to be able to put right thinking the mind of Christ out there. And mm-hmm. and the only way I can do that for myself is by spending time in God's Word, continually spending time in God's Word. But I think, you know, the second thing I would say, which is a little more abstract, is, is spending time in God's presence. Uh, and certainly when you spend time in God's Word, I hope that you would be also spending time in God's presence. But sometimes I mean just being still, just, just allowing God to speak into your life and your circumstances, to redirect your thinking, to give you a stillness and the peace, to calm the anxieties and the fears, all of those kind of things. We're so, we're so busy, we're so hectic, we're so rushed, especially even at this time of year, of all ironies, um, at the time of year when we, we want to celebrate peace among all people, um, there is no peace because we're just so filled with holiday anxieties, and right. the hustle and the bustle, and, and that never changes. I was, I was out today, and there was lots of hustling and bustling uh, out there today, and that hasn't changed. And, and so neither does the anxiety that comes with that. And the antidote to that is that, you know, spending time alone with the Lord, just being still, you know, and just being with Him and letting Him speak into your circumstances and calm your being and remind you what is good and right and true. And there's, there's really no substitute, Kathy, for spending time with the Lord and spending time in His Word. Amen. That's a good word, Dean. Dean Weaver is with us, stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, co-founder, former president of EduNations. Now, Dean, we're excited because EduNations always brings a top-flight Christian artist into Memorial Park, and this year, no different, Sandra McCracken is headed to Pittsburgh, yeah? Yeah, we're so excited, John, and thank you. I was uh, Thank you for the promo before the, the this segment, too. Um, we're really excited about Sandra. She is one of the most gifted, thoughtful, meaningful artists uh, that we have seen in a long time. And, um, you know, she is one of those artists that is on the rise. And to get her in a venue that's as personal and as, as beautiful as the Memorial Park Church Sanctuary, where everybody's got good seat, um, and it feels like, you know, you're kind of in the living room kind of thing. Uh, that's a rare thing because she is, you know, she's just co-written a bunch of stuff with Keith and Kristen Geddes on their new album, Confessio. Uh, she's just come out with a new book uh, called Send Out the Light. Um, she's been on a liturgy collective. She's been on, you know, reading the Bible podcast. She's, every time I turn around, Sandra is showing up on things. Uh, but she is, um, 
a lot of the people that I read and a lot of the people that I respect and a lot of the people that I really value and learn from all will say that Sandra McCracken is their favorite uh, artist because she is deeply, deeply biblically thoughtful um, and just beautiful in her music and she has a new christmas album and so she's going to be doing you know we're hoping she's going to do um you know all the refugees um you know um feasting in the house of zion steadfast some of her classics that have become so well known but she has a beautiful beautiful new christmas album and we're trusting she's going to do a lot of the the releases from that as well Fabulous. So uh, the event is free, right? You walk in the door of Memorial Park, uh, but it is best to make reservations, isn't it? It is. We, you know, the sanctuary seats probably a maximum of about seven hundred. And so, if you if you get on edunations.org website, it's just like you think edunations e d u n a t i o n s edunations.org. Get on that website and you sign up and get the tickets. That, what that is, is that gets you in at 6 o'clock, nice. which means you can get in there and get really good seats right up front. Um, the doors open to the general public at 6.30. Now, it's free for everybody, but those tickets enable you to get in a little bit earlier and get a really choice seat. And, um, you know, again, the concert is free. We have generous and wonderful sponsors who have underwritten the cost of the concert. And so there will be a free will offering. We have some very generous people who have helped us. Uh, with uh, bringing a Christian education uh, to the children of northern and rural Sierra Leone, which is all Muslim communities. Uh, the gospel is making a huge difference there. I and mean, we have seen more than a thousand uh, folks who were Muslim who have come to faith in Christ over the last couple of years. And we're building a, a, a huge church, really, right next to our senior secondary school, where all of those kids are going to be able to go uh, to church now. And the, the work there is is uh, compelling. It's just absolutely compelling. Fabulous. And the cause is great, and the music is wonderful. So you can come for free, and you don't have to give anything if you're not able to, but if the Lord leads you to do, any generosity will go to uh, bring the gospel uh, a light into a dark place, and it will be a wonderful, wonderful gift. Outstanding. Dean Weaver, don't miss it. Edunations Memorial Park, you, Sandra McCracken. Uh, looks to be a fabulous evening. They always do wonderful work. Edunations, look for them online and grab your free ticket. We'll take a quick break when we come back. It's our daily feature. That's back as well. God bless you. Does this make sense? Christmas is coming. We need to buy friends, Sue. Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Sal. For Mom and Dad. Mom's dog, Chewbacca. I want some Legos. City's teachers. The pastor. Grandma wants a VCR machine. VCR? Legos. We need three hands. Two turkeys. Christmas bulbs. Wrapping paper. I want Legos. And Legos. If you're worried that holiday spending is going to deck your halls, there is something to consider. Maybe never in the history of time have we had a moment where home values have skyrocketed this much while interest rates have dropped this much. And what that has brought into play is the cash out refinance loan. We've had so many listeners this year take advantage of this moment by cashing out a chunk of that newfound equity or money in their homes, and at the same time, even lower their monthly payment or years on their loan. It's a very unique current opportunity. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu. And the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners. Available at Walmart and other fine retailers. 
Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Do you pay for your own health insurance? Are you self-employed, a gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Jakobin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no copayments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, copays, and other cost sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our freedom of choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187, or visit us online at NewEraHealthPlans.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Alyssa suffered through 11 years of her husband's addiction, and she feared the worst. After we had called Focus on the Family, that was really the journey where we started to see God moving and working. I know that Focus on the Family was just an answered prayer. I'm Jim Daly. This season, help us give families hope. And when you give today, your donation will be doubled. Donate at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash family. We'll see a bit of rain this evening. Otherwise, expect considerable cloudiness. Tonight, we'll reach a low of 41. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies with a shower in spots. Winds will gradually subside, and we'll see a high tomorrow of 55. For Friday, considerable clouds with a shower in places in the afternoon. Expect a high Friday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This makes sense. Does what make sense? Binge watching. <laughs> One thousand percent. Wow, that is a certainty. Yes, I mean, binge watching is like. Well, first of all, it's guilt-inducing. But when you get past the guilt, <laughs> yeah, but you could just forget about that. And you're like burrowed into the house. And you've got nothing on the calendar, and hours stretch ahead of you, and you've got something that you are really loving to watch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's like a delicious feeling, isn't it's it? It's so delicious. It's it's the best thing of the internet. It is. It makes perfect sense to me. Were you saying it doesn't make sense? Of course, it doesn't make sense. John. What? What do you mean it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense? sense? It's a total time suck what? in every way, shape, and form. It can't be healthy. It can't be healthy, but. You know, a lot of things aren't healthy, but they still are fun. I love it. Yeah, of course. I was sick last week, yeah. and um, John and I talked on the phone on Monday morning. He said, well, you you know, you've been home so much. What are you watching? And I said, nothing. I felt bad for you. He How said, can you be what? sick and not watch anything? Because I was so sick. You know, you just lay there and just think about how sick you are and stare off into space. I anyway, eye open. So I started, I started watching something. I watched an entire season on Monday. Nice. That made you sick. feel better. It really did. It made you feel I loved better. it. I really did love it. Excellent. So, no, it does not make sense, John. And yet, streaming. I move on. All right, does this make sense? Jewelry. 
I mean, wow, well, that's know, a large umbrella. Term. Well, because when you see people with like the bling, I saw a guy, you know, with his teeth. His teeth had gates on it. Are they called? They called gates, or are they called? Oh, they're called grills. The diamonds and gold. That's a lot. But what about you know just jewelry in general? The adornment of it. It's kind of showoffy. It's expensive. It's kind of gaudy. I mean, does does jewelry make a lot of sense? Yes, absolutely. It, Why? I mean, it, now, granted, it absolutely makes sense. Positive design. You know, the cultural part of it, the historical part of it, the emotional part. The of it. The adornment part of it. There's beauty. I mean. I love jewelry, man. You are yeah. wrong. You, I'm, not saying, whatever, I'm you, just asking. No, no. Okay, well, then I'm answering. Because generally, I'm not going to wear any jewelry. I, I wear no, a wedding what, ring. And, to be honest with you, it's a relief for us. Right? I mean, I don't have any chains. It, feel, it feels like a lot. I'd like to be free form. I want to take the statement, I don't have any chains. I don't have any chains. <laughs> People like wearing chains but and blingy is, things. Instead of, bold italics. Jewelry doesn't seem like a whole, I, I don't know. Does it make sense? Does it make yep, sense? it sure does make sense. Christy, I bet it makes sense to you. Yep. Really? Wait, you're, oh, you're wearing chains. He's wearing chains. Of course. Yeah. I love jewelry, John. Jewelry totally makes sense. And the fact that you'd ask that question means that you have two sons. And I can't believe you say with five sisters. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. It could be the hap, hap, happiest holiday ever. Happy holiday. Ernie Haas and Signature Happy Sound holiday. present a jazzy little Christmas. Star of wonder, star of night. Experience the star wonder of Christmas with Ernie Haas and Signature Sound. Crossroads Ministries in Finleyville presents A Jazzy Little Christmas with Ernie Haas and Signature Sound. 7 p.m. Thursday, December 2nd and Friday, December 3rd. Tickets at CrossroadsMinistries.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. 
As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. Visit Salem.cc to apply. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Years ago, I mean decades ago, I had a friend, and we were talking, and he said to me, I'm seeing someone about my problem. And I was like, what are you talking about? That sounds surreptitious. And, you know, therapy, the language of therapy, the revelation of therapy. Has changed a lot. Has come a long, long way. I mean, therapy sort of used to be like something that was whispered, like, you know, in terms of, he's an alcoholic. It was something to be shame-filled. If you were going to go... She has depression. Right. Depression? But now it's kind of out in the open for some people. But there still is a stigma. It should be out in the open for everybody. I think we're on the right track, but we've certainly not arrived when it comes to mental health in the church. Eugene Park is back with us. He's a regular guest on our show. Eugene is associate pastor of True North Church in Palo Alto, California, host of a podcast called Off the Pulpit. Eugene, welcome back. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. Yeah, thanks. Eugene, John and I have both talked about um, the fact that we advocate therapy for every person. We do. Every single person should be in therapy um, because every single person is screwed up. And um, and one of the beautiful things about being in therapy is saying out loud, I have a problem. And that is so healing. It's such a wonderful bit of freedom to admit to another human what God already knows, which is the fact that we have problems. Yes. And I think, I mean, I like you said, I think there's huge benefits in the greater C church culture that this is becoming more of a norm. It's not whispered as before. It's not something you did in secret. At times it's encouraged, um, but I do still see a gap uh, in between it. And this is the thing. I don't think a, ter- a therapist is a magic worker. Uh, no. I know some people that overuse therapy. Yes. I think, oh, I'm in therapy, so don't talk to me about my problems because I'm seeing a professional about <laughs> it. No, I think it's it's a name. It's a way that God can speak to you through a one, one medium. Um, but I think there is a gap. And, I, and I, like you said, I think just the ability for us to recollect a lot of what our past trauma is. And not just throw it away, but see how does God move through that then, now, and the future is so important, not just for our emotional lives, but also for our spiritual well-being. Right, right. Okay, now, the, the idea that everybody should be in therapy, I mean, uh, I know people would hear that. A lot of people, would say, they would scoff at that and say, that's ridiculous. Suck it up and get on with it because life is hard, right? Uh, now, but there are instances, of course, where people need to have some counseling, some wisdom coming their way. However, Eugene, you know, the church is somewhere in the middle of that, right? I mean, in many ways, the church is the first great mediator, the church, the, the first therapy in some way. But at the same time, like you're saying, people can overuse it. And And with that, depending upon who you are, I think probably especially age, culture, whatever, there is an element of shame that still goes along with this. So people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And I think shame is really intertwined with this phenomenon, this problem of mental health. Um, I've been talking with a lot of my friends. I'm in a unique position coming into Western life as an Asian American. And it was always a weird thing for me because I came from a culture that was primarily honor and shame, meaning that 
much of society of what my parents lived through was the paradigm of does this honor me or does this bring me shame to my family and to myself mm. the western world for a while i think operated off innocence or guilt meaning very logical very forensic is this innocent or is this guilty i do see now especially with twitter with cancel culture there is a huge shift even in the western world from this innocence guilt paradigm into the honor shame paradigm mm. for example how we cancel celebrities or any higher profile author or, or verified user on whatever social media platform you, you think of. Before it was, let's bring evidence so that maybe we can take it to court and to prove to you, ah, this person is wrong. Nowadays, what we see is, no, 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 there's a mob online. Maybe there's a shred of evidence, but the main way to attack them is not presenting evidence, but just by canceling them. What is that? It's a public shaming. Um, so I see there's a huge shift going on. And with that shift, there's going to be a lot of need to, ther to, to kind of go through therapy and to look to our past. And, you know, I don't want to, not just a secular way, hopefully with Christian psychologists and Christian counselors, but that's much needed in this shift that's happening, I feel, in this culture. Okay, so Eugene, then, then coming from the culture of honor, shame, you can, you probably uniquely uh, can look at the benefits and the detriments of the of the whole engagement. Yeah, there has to be positive things yeah. about this. Yeah, there, there. Are, I mean, there are a lot of positive things. I think uh, honor and shame bring a much bigger communal type of mentality to culture. So, meaning this is a good thing in certain ways. I think even you know it might go overboard in some cases, but let's just take the the example of the summer of 2020. Um, there was a collective anger among a lot of minorities of what they were seeing on the news on their twitter feed whatever maybe whether it be george floyd ahmaud arbery that before in a very individualistic kind of innocent guilt chain they would see that and be like oh that's horrible let's seek justice i think the thing that honor and shame brings is a collective type of thinking of what can we do together because this action brings our group shame or what can we do to kind of you know honor what's been happening so i think that's a positive there are a lot of negatives. Like in any type of culture, there's no dominant culture that should be the culture, if that makes sense. I think the negatives are there's a, there's a sense of hierarchy that comes. And you already kind of see it, especially on the left. Woke Olympics is often term used, meaning now, yes, there's a collective sense of we should seek justice. But now there's also this hierarchy of, well, who has the most oppression? Who is the most woke? And there are good things that come with that. But the hierarchy that it brings, I think, is one, very anti-gospel. But two, it doesn't bring about any type of justice with that type of system, if that makes sense. I might right. be just talking about No, no, it makes, it makes sense. And in, in the 4 o'clock hour, Eugene, we were talking about how when um, outrage or victimization is your collateral online, it disincentivizes you granting forgiveness to someone, someone who's hurt you, someone who has injured you. Um, someone who has shamed you, whatever it is, there's, if you're getting your uh, brand uh, based on how angry you are or how much you've suffered, then relinquishing that doesn't help you in any way, right? It, it only serves to lessen you in the eyes of the public. And there's something really yeah. profoundly sick about that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there is, you know, the other, the flip side of, of what's going on these days is, um, there could be a victim mentality that's often, you know, uh, a common term used. So I do think we have to be careful. Um, but I, I, so with all that being said, though, I'm, I'm thankful these problems are now in our lap because 10 years ago, 
we weren't even thinking about victims and abuse. And I think your point, Kathy, is well brought up. But I do think the bigger scheme, at least from my eyes as well, is a lot of these issues that we've been seeing, uh, people that are claiming victim, but maybe they're taking it too far. But also with that, there are issues that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Nobody that wouldn't have even counted as, exactly, that wouldn't even count as abuse. It's like, oh, just suck it up, like kind of like what John mentioned. So again, it's a mixed bag. And I think we have to tread mental health and therapy carefully. I can see that it becomes like, hey, I don't need Jesus. I got my therapist. I can easily do that, right? But what I'm thankful for overall is there are certain issues that weren't being talked about that are now being talked about. And again, mixed bag, but that is that is something that I'm thankful for as a pastor and even as someone that's seen trauma or abuse in the church, in the family, wherever it may be. Right, that's really good. Eugene Park is with us. Eugene, so what about the, the difference, right? People will say, I'm seeing a therapist, but really what I prefer to see is a Christian therapist. There is a wide difference here. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very various ways of how Christians tackle mental health. I think Tim Keller had a really good article on City to City uh, a couple of years ago, kind of chronicling it. There's kind of, a, you know, I'm, I'm very general, broad strokes, three ways to view it. There's a very Christian biblical counseling, meaning, hey, just, just the Bible, and that is it. There are some that kind of take, oh, hey, a lot of the clinical secular psychologists, their models and theories are helpful. And the third way is a hybrid model where it kind of takes the best of both worlds and trying to work them together. I actually think, and this might be controversial, I'm not sure, but I actually think there are times and spaces for all three, that they're actually a kind of a, a toolkit for your trauma or for whatever you're dealing with. So meaning, I think a lot of, and I'm going to be a little blind, a lot of fools need biblical counseling. Uh, you just need to hear the word. Yeah. And that's what you, your, your problem isn't that you don't understand your trauma or you, you just haven't read your Bible. So you might need that. I would actually argue, though, those that suffer from a lot of, you know, severe trauma, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, manipulation, I would actually say that maybe not even just a hybrid model. Maybe you need to see secular psychologists who have seen these models of trauma before, because the idea of trauma is still relatively new to the church, I would say. So a lot of these Christian psychologists, they're not equipped to deal with it. So again, I think there's room for every type of counseling. And this is what the, I think I tell my uh, church members too. Counseling is like dating. Um, you got to find the right yeah, counselor. It's sure. not It's not this, you know, it's almost like church. Like you just can't go to any church. You know, you, you want to find the right pastor and vision. Right. Same thing with the counselor too. They need to be able to match with you and, and understand you. And you need to be able to feel secure and safe rather than to share. But again, kind of like Kathy said, I really do hope everyone listening. And I, even I hope churches would push this. Every person should seek counseling at one point or another um, because it's so helpful just to look through your past and see how much it shaped your present. Fabulous. That's the Reverend Eugene Park. Eugene, terrific to see you. Always a pleasure, Eugene. Always good to see you guys. Yeah, thank you. Eugene Park from Palo Alto, California. Check out the podcast. It's called Off the Pulpit. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Your 49ers are looking good again. That's upsetting. Get out of here. Get (laughs) out of here. (laughs) Go steal us home. Oh, yeah. It's a fact that MyPillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels available for their product anymore. And because of that, they are passing their extra savings directly to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with a promo code. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, only $24.98 with a promo code. Or king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with a promo code. 
MyPillow is not just pillows. They also have over 150 products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. Promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com. Go to MyPillow.com, call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling right now, 800-391-0954 for the best deal on MyPillow. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. This holiday season, while many people are still struggling, let's bring families together. Every $1 you give to Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank can help provide up to five nutritious meals. Donate online today at pittsburghfoodbank.org. That's pittsburghfoodbank.org. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos through social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Jennifer had a lot of anger from her past, and unfortunately, she was passing that on to her kids. But she found something better. Focus on the family gave me the tools that I needed to nurture my children rather than breaking their spirits because growing up, that's all I knew. I'm Jim Daly. This season, help us give families hope. And when you give today, your donation will be doubled. Donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. Did you hear Ben Roethlisberger's press conference today? I did not. I, I've hardly watched. Or yeah, because it's I just can't. too painful. I mean, who are we kidding? I just sort of go into lockdown phase whenever like things are like I can't listen or read or anything with the pirates like all year long. I understand. And this is kind of and I can't equate the two together. Of course, the two organizations because as far as the East is from the West, but you know during this brutal losing period, mm-hmm. which may last for a while. Right. I mean, it's Might it's hard to read and listen and uh, you know. Yeah, well, I just keep, I just keep going back for the pain, John. So I, I listened to Ben talking to the media today. Did you know? Yeah, and one of the questions he was asked was the response of Chase Claypool after um, Sunday's horrific loss. Um, he said, "Maybe we should start listening to music in the locker room or music at practice," which is like so shocking that he would think that that would help. It's the least. I mean, the, the the problems are so deep. Yeah. 
Someone's the music, drop the playlist. The music isn't going to solve it. Anyway, so Ben was asked about this today, and Ben said, well, you know, the reason that I never liked music in the locker room is because Dan Rooney used to come in, and Dan Rooney was such a soft-spoken guy that you wanted to hear every little thing he said. Mm-hmm. You wanted to get, he said, you didn't, you wanted to hear what he was saying about football, but you wanted to hear what he said about life. Like, it was just so, you, you needed quiet. So whenever he came in, you were ready to go. And so he said, I told the guys about this. You know, I'm the elder statesman. You know, I told the guys, this is why we don't have music. And they didn't get it. They didn't care. And so I thought to myself, we're at the end of civilization. (laughs) Ben's just getting old. Listen, if you have Steelers, if you have people, young men, young, strong athletes that are wearing the black and gold who have no respect for the name Rooney. I know they didn't know Dan. I get it. I didn't know Dan. We had him on the show twice. Yeah. It's not like we were pals. But if you don't have any respect for that, if you don't have any respect for your lineage, if you're not hearing what Rocky Blyer's saying about you, disparaging your effort, I'm sorry. You're missing out. Do we really want him, John? Do we want that kind of stealer? Turn up the music. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.